Welcome to Meraki Mentors, a podcast featuring women who create. We interview creatives from every field and around the globe to discuss art, risk-taking, and what it means to live a creative life. Here's your host, Candace Howes. Welcome back, or simply welcome if this is your first episode. I invite you to join our community on social media. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Meraki Mentors Podcast, or on Twitter at Meraki Mentors. You can also find detailed show notes, full transcripts, and helpful resources on our website. Simply visit MerakiMentorsPodcast.com and click Episodes. Thanks for tuning in. From the moment I first saw Shanina Diana's work, I was absolutely captivated. Her energy, empathy, and talent are undeniable. I immediately sent an email asking to purchase prints, and here we are, a year later, discussing her upcoming exhibition and advocacy for arts education and mental health. Shanina's story is an inspiring one, filled with gratitude, joy, and most importantly, purpose. I walked away from our conversation with a renewed appreciation for the journey of being an artist, motivated to stay the course, remain disciplined, and reminded to spread encouragement throughout the arts community. But that's only scratching the surface. Welcome today to Meraki Mentors Podcast. This is your host, Candace Howes, and today I'm so excited to share our guest with you, who is just a wonderful, talented artist. Um, she is a painter and just an all-around um, wonderful person, so I know you all will be excited to hear this conversation with her today. So I'm going to welcome Shanina Diana to the podcast. And first of all, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Candace, thank you so much for having me. And hello, Meraki Mentors. <laughs> awesome. It is um, a kind of a little bit cloudy day today, so it's it's always nice to kind of have those nice mellow days where you can just kind of relax and talk. And we were just sharing how um, we both love listening to the rain, oh, and yeah. we've had some some kind of rainy weather. So it's always nice to kind of have those those kind of creative and kind of cool, calm days. Yeah, it's setting the tone, I think, for our conversation today. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to just kind of give you the floor for a moment and just kind of let our listeners know um, just a little bit about yourself, like what you do as an artist and whatever you'd like to share to start off. Yeah. All right. So my name is Shanina Diana. I am a PA based in the greater Philadelphia area, um, visual and performance artist. Uh, since 2011, my work has served as a platform uh, to help raise mental health awareness via the visual and performing arts. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more later as far as, uh, you know, embryo is concerned. But um, I'm also a nonprofit youth arts teacher um, in the West Philly area at the Urban Art Gallery. It's uh, The program is called Art Buds Philly on Instagram. And uh, we cater to youth uh, 8 to 13 years old. Uh, teaching them interdisciplinary or introductory skills uh, to drawing, painting, mixed media design. Uh, it's an eight-week eight program um, that we have there at the Urban Art Gallery, um, free of charge to the parents, to the students. Um, and, you know, we make it a point to just keep art alive in the lives of our youth here in the Philadelphia area. So that's a pretty brief <laughs> bit about what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was actually just in um, Philly, I want to say maybe about a month ago um, at an art festival they have there. And it's just so many talented people. And there were so many people in the community that were coming and like passing out um, like different flyers and yeah. things that were happening at galleries. It just seems like such a um, active arts community there. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
we actually to that point i have a good friend his name is chuck uncool chuck <laughs> on uh instagram facebook twitter all of that but he makes it a point to bring together all of the creatives of of philadelphia and surrounding areas to come together connect network you know and support each other right just to make sure that we mm-hmm. are um, knowledgeable of the people of the talent that's around us because there's a lot of beautiful hidden gems in the in Pennsylvania period in the tri-state area and um, I think it's really beautiful that he brings us all together with this pop-up photo right he's done it several a uh, few years before um, and is reminiscent of the a good day in Harlem photo are you familiar mm-hmm. with that one Yes. Yeah, so he that's his uh his spin, right, for the Philadelphia uh, version of that photo. And it's so beautiful to see all of these beautiful creatives, all this beautiful talent, dancers, musicians, artists, visual artists, graphic designers, photographers, you name it, they're there. So um yeah, Philly is booming <laughs> with a lot of beautiful <laughs> talent. <laughs> That is, that's awesome. It's great. I've always found like even as an artist that the more creative people you're surrounded around or have access to, it just, it just flourishes that entire inspirational side of your brain. Like it just gets you going. So that's wonderful. So how did you, I feel like everyone has like a different story when it comes to their art, but how did you kind of first discover that you had a talent or an interest for painting? Well, I credit my, well, I can think back as far as ninth grade, or excuse me, nine years old in third, second or third grade. And um, I, we had an assignment to create a short story with illustration, the whole nine. So we had to write a, a short story um, create an illustration to support the short story and then submit it to our teacher. And I remember being called out by my teacher, Mrs. Powers, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, she enjoyed my my project so much so that she encouraged me to share it with the whole third grade class, not only with my classroom, but the other third grade classes in our in our school. And I remember at nine years old just thinking, wow, you know, it was, I did a good enough job, right, to be acknowledged in this way um, and share, you know, to the point where they wanted my work to be shared and to be an example for my peers uh, to follow after. So um, I think that kind of sparked something in me moving forward, especially academically. I If I didn't excel in any other <laughs> subjects, I, um, I was going to excel in, you know, language arts, reading, writing, mm-hmm. um, and visual arts. Uh, so I, I always took that seriously um, since childhood uh, and, you know, and decided to further pursue that in my adulthood. That's excellent. And I know that recently, um, it's definitely paid off in that you um, were just a recipient of a grant from the Dean Collection. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, so the Dean Collection 20 Startups grant is presented by Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys. Their last names, a lot of people don't know, is Dean. So that's where the Dean Collection comes from. Um, and so... Swiss Beats posted, made a post uh, back in, I think, May of 2018. And he was looking for 20 artists worldwide um, to submit an artist business plan uh, and a chance to receive five five grand uh, to start to further pursue, you know, further to further our careers as artists and as creatives and whatever projects that we had coming up. So I didn't see it initially. I was it was shared with me um, by my good friend. I call him my beautiful friend, um, William Classic of a classic uh, reinvented idea or reinvention, classic reinvention. Yeah, classic reinvented idea, reinvention idea. Oh, he's gonna kill me. But <laughs> classic is his name, and um, he shared um, the clip with me. He texted to me, and I t- I took a look at it, and I'd already been. 
uh, filling out other grants applications and already had, you know, a business model pretty much put together. And that was also the model that I had was uh, strongly influenced by a model that was shared with me by another good friend of mine, Gavin Gibbs, um, who's like my business mentor. Uh, he, he stays on me about business and being <laughs> business savvy because, you know, a lot of artists, that's where we a lot of artists, uh, that's where we fail. That's where we um, fall short. That's true. Um, as creatives. So um, he's been a really um, a beautiful, influential uh, part of my life as far as business, being business savvy is concerned and numbers and all of that, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I so yeah, 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 Garen's my go-to guy for that. So, yeah, so I, but I've, over the years, I've been, um, you know, tweaking, tweaking the business model that he shared with me and making it my own and, um, you know, landing beautiful relationships with uh, that of like the Department of Behavioral Health. They, they sponsored an embryo show for my first time this year and Home Depot. They sponsored me with a product sponsorship this year, all from that, you know, uh, that business proposal model that I had. So I um, I tweaked it a bit more. And I submitted it to the Dane Collection, um, you know, five grand application. And I I didn't hear anything for a good, I don't want to say, oh, and my uncle, my uncle Jamar, he also shared it with me. And a lot of other people tagged me afterwards, but William uh, Classic was the first person to share it with me. Mm-hmm. And so I filled it out, you know, right away within like an hour's time the same day. And... I didn't hear much else outside of that um, for like a month. And then June 2018, I got an Instagram notification from Swiss Beats saying congratulations with all these trophy emojis. <laughs> and um, and I just, I was, I was, what was I doing? I, I think I was applying for some other things when I got the notification and I just, I saw my phone, you know, light up. So, you know how we do, we naturally like, oh, what's happening? My phone's glowing. So. Yeah. I went to my phone and I checked it out and I saw that I dropped down, you know, the Instagram notification and then, and I saw Swiss Beats and I saw the comment and I said, huh? I was like, no, no, this can't be. But I, I went to Instagram and I, sure enough, he was in my, in my notifications and he followed me and he congratulated me and he posted all of the winners on his page. And I just stood up and was like, oh my God. Oh my god! And I was home alone, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was, I Candace, I just remember shaking and being so full of so much, so full of emotion, so full yes. of gratitude, so full of, "Are you sure?" You know, so full of like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I wish I had myself out of myself to pull myself together. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. I, was flip, I was flipping out. So I flipped out so much. So I, I, I didn't know what else to do because I kept saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was screaming. So I'm pretty sure everyone in this apartment building heard me because I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And so after a while, all I thought to do was drop to the floor, you know, in gratitude mm-hmm. and just and just give thanks for, <laughs> for this win because I, you know, coming from – I live in Coltsville, Coltsville, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour away from uh, our commute from Philly. So I, you know, I, you know, I, I just didn't see it coming. I didn't, I didn't expect to actually win and be the only person representing Philadelphia, the tri-state area period from Coltsville. You know, it it was a big, it was a big, it was a really big deal for me. And all I could do was be thankful. I didn't know what else to do. And um, and after I got to pull myself together, I called my parents. I called uh, a few of my really good friends to let them know, oh my goodness, you guys, I won, you know. And so it was, it was a really beautiful day. It was, it was, it was life affirming, you know, because Mm -hmm. not too soon before that, or not too long before that, you know, I had a, I had a rough couple of weeks actually from, from March up until May. I was having some some difficult times, <laughs> so it would you know I just you know um, 
the storm won't last always, you know, the, the sun comes in the morning, that kind of thing. It, it felt yeah. like that. Uh, so I was, you know, I, I was really, I didn't have anything else but gratitude. And I literally, I fell to the floor in this apartment <laughs> by myself, phone in hand, you know, face to yes. the floor, you know, just laying prostrate before my creator, right? Just being so thankful for this, this win and this blessing and, and, when I say life affirming, I mean, I was in further encouraged to just keep going, which is what I always mm-hmm. encourage, you know, my peers and I and myself to do um, to keep going. You know, consistency wins the race. And, you know, no matter what you do is if you're passionate about it mm-hmm. and if you're consistent, um, things will things will manifest. The good things will manifest for you for sure. Absolutely. And I think it's. um it's so important to continue to do the work and to stay the course because those affirmations do come in so many different ways. I actually remember, um, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like scrolling down. I think someone had like reposted the winners and I remember like seeing your picture and I was like, oh my gosh, like I've already been like seeing your work. And so it's just, it's great to see um, in all the different ways that people, you know, find those moments of success and being recognized for the work that you're already doing. It's, that's just amazing. So I'm, I'm happy for you. Like I can, I can just imagine. I'm so thankful. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, Thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, it only took seven years, you know, for for something to happen for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this work for it'll be eight years this coming March um, 2019. But it just, you know, seven, you know, being that number of completion, you know what I mean? Being that number yes. of like, you know, here's your due. Here's your just dues. Um, you put in the work and now here you are. And this is just, and I, you know, and I know even with that being said, this is all still the beginning, you know, seven years exactly. and it's all still the beginning. So um, I think it really pays, it really does pay to be passionate about, you know, and have a love, you know, a real love for what you do. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of days, a lot of times, even years, that's going to be the only thing that keeps you going. Even if you don't have a scent that comes your way, um, if you love it, you keep at it so yeah absolutely what um so what and I know as you mentioned earlier and you'll definitely explain to everyone um that you have your embryo exhibition series so is this is that what you're going to use the grant for or is it something different yeah so during um in my business proposal that I submitted to the Dean Collection 20 Startups grant um, yeah, it was all centered around this embryo art exhibition series, um, embryo.expos, E-X-P-O-S on Instagram, if anyone wants to follow. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, all in support of the embryo exhibition series. Um, it's a free exhibition. Um, I like to make it, keep it free uh, so that, you know, the bodies get in the door um, mm-hmm. and are, are exposed to the message and the dialogue and the conversation and, you know, the different ways that you can, um, you know, talk about mental health in our communities. You know, the bodies, get, the, the goal is to get the bodies in the door. If, if, if you want to pay for anything, I think, you know, I was taught and I had to learn that, you know, pay for the art, let that be out in the world. But I want you mm-hmm. to be able to get in with, you know, with ease. Um, so, but that, but that also, you know, that still takes resources to help make it happen, right? So, um, exactly. I, yeah, that uh, embryo was kind of the center of my application that I um, submitted to the Dean um, Collection Twenty Startups Grant, and um, in in hopes to, or in efforts rather to uh, strengthen the presentation, strengthen the influence that it has on our communities on the, on the people who show up and experience the exhibition um you know the goal is to create a safe space um a creative safe space for people to uh just be exposed to um what it means to deal with a mental health issue of any kind humanize it right destigmatize it and mm-hmm. you know open the floor for safe dialogue Um, no matter what you're personally dealing with, you know, in secret, or maybe even if you're, you know, showing up to um, support a family member or a friend or a loved one, 
um, that's the goal, the sole purpose of having embryo and it needs the resources to be, you know, um, impactful um, in a positive way. I received the, uh, my first sponsorship, Minotaur sponsorship from the Department of Behavioral Health uh, and Intellectual Disability Services um, in Philadelphia this year. But my asking, my mm -hmm. asking um, uh, donation or sponsorship was that of, that I got from the Dean Collection later this year, which is very interesting. Um, they, they gave me 10%, mm -hmm. the DBH IDS gave me 10% of what I asked for. And then I got the full amount, the full amount later, you know, <laughs> in, in June, it was, it was, I, you know, things come in full circle and I, you know, I think I got it when it was, when it was meant to happen. You know, I, I made mm -hmm. embryo seven happen this year off of $500 <laughs> and now I have you know, tenfold that for next year, which I'm super grateful for. Absolutely. That is wonderful. And, and I will say, especially so for anyone who maybe has not um, seen Shanina's work before, it's just very beautiful and moving. Um, it has so much, um, harmony within the colors, but it's also very arresting when you think about it emotionally or from the standpoint of mental health. Um, so where do you, I guess I would say, where do you get kind of your inspiration from and kind of what, what visually, I know um, you've kind of described before that through your painting, you're able to kind of visually express things that you may not be able yeah. to say verbally. So what, what is kind of like the goal or that spot of the heart that you're trying to reach when you yeah. create these images. Um, you took my line. <laughs> now it's like the research. I love that. Um, yeah. So yeah, to your point, I do. I always credit um, my works to be my brave side, um, expressing ver uh, visually what I wouldn't otherwise mm -hmm. have the courage to express verbally. And um, it, the goal you know, that spot in your heart. I love that. I love that question too. Um, that spot in your heart. I, so it starts with me first and, um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm on a goal. I'm on a journey rather, um, to reach this, you know, this transcendent resolve concerning myself. Cause you know, for a very long time, you know, I, uh, there's a lot of self-inflicting, you know, pain and harm and damage and, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so now, I, you know, I'm, I'm just in the business of seeing myself in, a, in another light, in a new light, in a healthier light, and then paying that forward um, because I know I'm not alone in that. And uh, yes. so that's that's really where I want to, you know, help. If I had to choose a place in the heart, you know, I want to uproot those things. I want to uproot, you know, insecurities. I want to up, help uproot, um, you know, low self-esteem. I want to help uproot uh, suicidal thoughts. I want to help uproot um, depression. You know, um, I want to help uproot, you know, unhealthy discord concerning oneself. And if, if my work's my visual performance works can help that then that's the goal and that's what that's what motivates me most to keep going that's beautiful and I I love that that is you know your driving force so to speak because and people say this all the time but it's so true is that it's those works of art whether it's a painting or a book or a, a song that you feel can articulate what's going on in your life at any moment that really sticks with you. And so it's great to have, to have someone who is committed to giving a, a positive, um, a positive visual, but also like a platform to people for people to be able to address things that, like you said, are stigmatized and are very difficult for us to sometimes deal yeah. with, but we all have these, moments in our lives or periods in our lives, whether we talk about it or not. And sometimes art is just a fantastic way of being able to 
to deal with that and have greater access to be able to to say it's okay to address these things and that you can pull through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and when you said that I actually I in the forefront of my mind are are our children, our youth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Art Buds Philly, uh, the youth art program that I helped found, um, we make it a point to keep art alive, you know, in the lives of our youth. I learned it started actually um, in part by learning that the inner city public schools uh, in Philadelphia were pulling the arts and culture c- courses out of the curriculum. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking, you know, so I'm not Philly born and bred, right? But I've been here, you know, working and connecting and schooling and all of that within the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking mural capital of our nation, sure enough, you know, art would be immersed in our schools, but it just wasn't so. And, and you know, they say because, oh, the budget's not there, and which is a whole nother conversation. I'm going to leave that alone. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so I'm thinking, you know, it, it, it frustrated me because a lot of times, especially with our brown and black boys and girls, they, you know, the system wants to, um, you know, suspend them too far behind on their work that they can't even catch up or they want to write them off with ADHD and, you know, shove medications down their throats. You know, they, you know, they want to do all these other things to try to, um, uh, relieve an issue maybe that they may be having in, within the school system but I'm like you're taking the very thing away that might actually help them <laughs> uh, vocalize yeah. what they're dealing with internally you know we're talking about youth mm-hmm. a lot of times they're not going to talk about they're not going to effectively or adequately articulate their feelings to um, a teacher or a parent you know but they might with an art teacher you know they might they might exactly. through their creativity, you know, they, they're impressionable, they're sponges, and they know exactly what they feel. They know exactly what's going on in the world around them. Um, and a lot of times art is the only way they have a chance to effectively communicate what it is that they're dealing with, um, mm-hmm. you know, personally. So, yeah, to that point, I, I think about the youth more than anything, because uh, I think about my childhood and, you know, um you know, just how important it was for me to stay, like I said, you know, being acknowledged at nine years old, that meant, that was a big deal for me. And and maybe they, maybe Mrs. Powers, she never even knew that. Maybe my parents never knew that, but that was a big deal to me to be acknowledged yeah. in that way because it encouraged me to keep like, oh, I found something, you know, Eureka, you know, I found mm-hmm. something that works for me. It just happens to be art. Um, dancing, poetry, whatever, anything concerning art, I was down to do it. Um, and it, it's literally helped save my life. Um, art has helped keep me here. And I trust that it's doing the same for our youth. And so it's, you know, it's important that, you know, with them first, we keep art alive. It is, absolutely. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and so many people across the states, especially in light of, like you said, so many school boards and just our government in general, just always pulling art or, you know, lessening, lessening it in some way when we know it has a tremendous impact. And especially during those formative years, like so many, so many kids are dealing with so many different things. And now we have the age of social media. There's a lot more that they have to bog them down and you know to have anxiety and so many things about and art is that that great healer and that great universal thing that we can all come around to find some type of healing and therapy and so I think it's just so important and so um admirable that you know you and so many people are doing that work and creating those points of access outside of schools and outside of traditional places because it's very needed thank you thank you so much (laughs) Yeah, shouts out to my my peers, um, my brothers, um, Christian Sap Sounds. He's the music music instructor at the Urban Art Gallery as well, um, and uh, my um, good friend Chuck Styles. He also teaches the visual arts at Art Buds with me. Uh, 
who teaches the program with me there at the Urban Art Gallery. Um, I love them so much. We, we come together week after week, show up for our students, and, you know, it's fulfilling. You know, it's we love it. We love what we do. They're mm. a good team to work with. Carl, the owner, who, um, you know, started the programs and thought to have them at his gallery. You know, he's we're all, you know, doing our small, our, our small part to help make a, a real difference in our in our community. So I'm truly grateful to be a part of that that global community of, of men and women who are showing up for our youth in the communities at large. I, I'm so blessed. <laughs> so when you, of course, you're working as a teacher um, and as an artist, do you do your art full time? And if so, what is that? Yes. What is that like? <laughs> um so yeah, I am a full-time freelance artist and photographer. Actually, a lot of people don't wow. know that. Um, I don't, I do not um, promote that as much. But I've been uh, doing photography for just as long as I, as I've been doing the embryo exhibition series, um, weddings, you know, portrait photography, birthdays, baby showers, that kind of thing. Um, but what's it like? I I think. <laughs> I think it is a moving right along journey, you know, you do, you <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm starting my day off with this podcast. I have, you know, meetings and emails and uh, more photos to edit. I have paintings that I'm working on right now. You know, it's, it's a, a keep it moving, you know, moving right along <laughs> journey. I am, um, but I yes. love it. You know, I, um, it's a lot of prioritizing, you know, as an entrepreneur, it takes a lot of discipline and strategy, prioritizing, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, making sure that you rid yourself of distractions uh, because a lot of this can be done. Um, I know a lot of times we think 24 hours isn't enough. And I, you know, and I'm, I fall victim to that too. I say, well, 24 hours is not enough, but, you know, it's enough for what we need, for what's needful, I think. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, with in my quest to practicing radical self, self-acceptance and, you know, making sure that I make time to, you know, for self-care, um, a lot of that, it, you know, a lot of that plays a big pivotal role in my days as an entrepreneur, um, as a creative entrepreneur. So, um, but yeah, it's full of, you know, uh, garnering and establishing business connections and and my goodness it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot that goes into it but um but I think I think what helps is to learn what's needful for your journey for your business for your brand for your for your goal for your purpose whatever Mm. that may be and it starts with that you know if you have a clear idea right of what you're what you're supposed to do, what your purpose to do, that I I trust that everything else falls in place. Like you know exactly who you need to connect with, who you need to network with, who you need to collaborate with, um, the kind of work you need to produce in order to sustain yourself. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of that, and I and Candace, I'm in my head a lot of days too, so. <laughs> Try to articulate, you know, Absolutely. try to fathom words is, is a little challenging for me right now. But, you know, it's a fulfilling um, journey, though. I, I would not have it any other way. Um, I'm thankful that I I'm, I'm glad that I did stay the course and I'm in a position where I am making, you know, small breakthroughs at this point in my creative career. Um, I'm growing, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a self-help painter and, and photographer um, actually went to school for graphic design, got a degree for graphic design, um, but I am a self-taught painter and a photographer. And it, uh, so I, I also make it a point to continually educate myself because a lot of times it, it takes a lot of that too. You know, there's always room to grow and there's always room to mm-hmm. learn. And I make it a point to read, read books, read, um, uh, Ted, Ted talks are, my favorite thing um (laughs) um books ted talks uh you know blogs and you know keeping up on the latest and the classics and um you know just making sure i stay informed Uh, so the books you know just to stay sharp and 
um, staying, it also helps me stay clear on what it is that I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how, you know, I desire to present it, you know, aesthetically, all of that. I, that's what being a full-time artist is like, just thinking about everything, <laughs> thinking about everything. Yes. It's like your mind oh, is, is constantly going. You're like constantly, there's never, there's never like a quiet moment there. It's something's always happening. I but see, but that's the, that's the thing. I, I make it a point when I'm going back to self-care and radical self-acceptance, all of that, I make it a point to try to get some quiet, right. Mm-hmm. To try to meditate and to try to, Make sure I stay, you know, to get back centered and stay aligned because I know me, my mind could take me to from A straight to Z and I'm not even finished with B, C through, you know, Y yet. So, um, I, yeah, I, you know, it's all about, you know, trying to balance, you know, I don't present myself. That's why I say this often. I don't present myself with, um, you know, equipped with all of the answers on how to be, you know, an artist you know, entrepreneur or how to be a mental health advocate or, or, or a mentor or, you know, a role model for anyone because I'm yet learning myself. But, you know, I do, I do, um, I am, I'm truly grateful to have something to pay for it and to share with, you know, just what I know um, that's led me to where I am this far. Uh, but yeah, being a full-time artist is, is cool quite the journey, but I love it. I love it. And I'm inspired by my peers and which also helps motivate me to keep going. Cause you know, I see them going mm-hmm. and I, you know, I have a, I have a really beautiful network of, of creatives that I can look to for, um, for inspiration and, you know, and positive motivation. So I'm, I'm truly thankful for that. Yes. It's, it's so great to be able to, to see other people, who are, like you said, finding success and creating opportunity for themselves and to just yeah. see this entire cycle. And you you mentioned something that is um, so important and is so intertwined with creativity being, like you said, self-care and self-expression. Um, and I'm always inspired because um, you're so open with sharing um, just creativity in terms of movement. Um, and I know you like mm-hmm. to to dance and to share that um with your online community and I think it's just so um so refreshing to see you kind of sharing and encouraging all of us to find these um forms of expression um that is unique and individual and isn't isn't based on anything that is right or is wrong but just having that moment to yourself to express um whatever emotions you're feeling so I think I just wanted to make note of that as well because I know that's something you do often I think it's it's so encouraging and just very empowering to all of us thank you thank you so much (laughs) so um I will just kind of, I guess, give you an opportunity. I know, of course, that you are working on your next series for Embryo. So just any kind of um, projects that you have coming up or anything else that you would like to share with us that we can look forward to. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Embryo is really my focal point at this point uh, of 2018. So I usually try to get the ball rolling on making sure everything is set up by September of of the year prior to the next show in March, um, you know, it's every year in March. My, uh, I, I, my goal is to have Embryo 8, so the 8th annual installment of the Embryo Exhibition Series is due to commence March 2nd, 2019. So I'm working on that right now as we speak, um, getting things in order. I'm actually offline um, until October off social media, taking, you know, not active on social media until October, because there is a lot of work, um, Mm -hmm. that needs to be done, uh, in preparation for the exhibition. Um, Is that something, is that kind of usually like a part of your process? Do you kind of like put yourself in lockdown a little bit and just kind of create? Yeah. Six months. The goal, the goal every year prior is always six months before the show. Um, if I'm, if I'm, 
being funky with you, right? One hundred percent transparent. <laughs> I have. There's been there's been ex- exhibitions. There's been some embryos where the week of, and I was trying to <laughs> pull it yes. all together, or you know, two weeks of, and you know. But at, over the years, as the years have progressed, I've made it a point to um, really commit time because you know a lot of a lot of the process happens in my head first, and a lot of you know, scribbles and doodles and thumbnail sketches and note taking. And, you know, I do a lot of that. And then when it's time to produce, to actually bring something to fruition, it's like, ah, just, you know, just get it out of me the weeks, weeks before the show. And that's, that wasn't healthy. <laughs> no. And as I get older, that's really not healthy. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. That's generally the goal though. Uh, three to six months lockdown, pull it together so that, you know, it's, it's something worth coming to in March. That is fantastic. Um, so I will just finish up. We do a little, um, it's kind of like a, a quick flash of three questions that are kind of fun to wrap up the interview. May Rocky picks. So whatever comes to your mind. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So whatever you're free to share. So the first one is always, which is my favorite. <laughs> what is, a restaurant that you wish everyone in the world could go to. Oh my. Oh man. Um <laughs> so so I <laughs> or a few restaurants. <laughs> yeah, right? No, because um I so I'm vegan now and um awesome. I I've I've committed uh to that lifestyle uh full time um back in January. So at the top of this year I decided to go full time as a vegan. And so my go-to places are, oh man, so the top one has to be Hibiscus Cafe in West Philly. Mm. Uh, they have, it's uh, it's like island vibes, Jamaican food, you know, curry, jerk, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, but they have, they have vegan and non-vegan options. Um, a good friend of mine would usually get like salmon wrap and it looks delicious. Um, but I get the... Uh, the, they're called the raw wraps. Um, they are full of, so it's wrapped in seaweed and it's full Ooh. of kale and like this spicy dressing and avocado, which is my favorite thing on the planet. Yes. Um, carrot, I think onion and some other goodness. And it's just, it's delicious. Um, that sounds amazing. Oh girl, it's, it's the best. Um, <laughs> and um see my mouth is watering i kind of want it now actually <laughs> um and what else oh bar bomb bone bar bomb bone so mm. it's like a i think it's completely vegan it's a, a vegan restaurant in center city philadelphia um they have uh like a mexi style uh restaurant so you know nachos uh um burritos um mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Mexi type, you know, yeah. Mexican style um, entrees, but they're vegan and they're delicious. And I usually get the, uh, oh my gosh, what do I get? The, oh, they have this meatball, these meatballs, Spanish meatballs. They're, mm. they're incredible. They are incredible. They're so good, but their whole menu is awesome. So Bar Bon Bon in Santa City, Philadelphia, you will not be sorry. You'll be happy you went. And Hibiscus Cafe in West Philly on it's just off Baltimore Ave on Catherine Street. So, okay, yeah, that those are my go-to places for sure. I will, I will add those to my list because you already have me hungry. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be so happy. It's amazing what you can do with like vegetables and plant-based meals. Like people think they're missing, yeah. gonna miss out. Yeah, but it's not a burden to be vegan. I promise. It's it's incredibly fulfilling. And truth be told, there's a lot of fruits and vegetables that I didn't even know existed until I started to you know commit to the lifestyle full time. Um, so I'm not lacking anything. You know, I, I'm, it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay, so. Number two would be what is a a song or maybe just like an artist in general that has been stuck in your head lately? <laughs> oh, so-, <laughs> so I am going to be very exposed right now. Um, 
So I it's so okay. let me just put this out there. I listen to everything, everything from EDM to country to jazz to R and B to trap <laughs> to uh, you know classic hip hop. Um, I listen to it all, um, but. <laughs> I am so let me just put this out there too. I used to live in Jacksonville, Florida for six years. So my southern roots are are pretty strong. They're still embedded in me. So growing up in the nineties in Florida, Trick Daddy, <laughs> Uncle Luke, Uncle Luke, Trina, Lil Boosie, Yi Yang twins, Lil John and B Side Boys, like they they were <laughs> they were <laughs> oh my goodness. They were our ghosts. They were our mute. That was our music, right? And I loved it. And I, I, I am a, yeah, I'm gonna say this. I, I twerking before twerking was a thing was like one of my biggest therapeutic things. Not even though it was therapeutic. Listen, twerking could be a, a good therapeutic session for me and my homegirls. Like none other, okay? We can't get yes. anything else through and through talking or through pain or we could twerk the light away and be fine. <laughs> and it would just be us. You know, we don't need we don't need nobody on us. We could just get that out and cool. <laughs> so, you know, um Uncle Luke it does it for me uh, from time to time when I need to like uplift my spirits or remind myself of what I'm capable of doing. <laughs> I can't Oh god. Okay, outside of that, um what else? Um I think I I I just learned of an artist actually recently. Not too long ago. Um Mazego, I think that's his name. M A S E G O. Um yeah, uh he has a record. Yes, I love him. With, uh gosh, FKJ, FKJ I think. Um he collaborated with him on a track mm-hmm. called Sadao. And I actually did a video and posted it on Instagram like last month or something uh, because I could not get that song out of my head. I loved his voice and I dug more into his music. Um, And yeah, so that's that's in my head. And also another artist, um, a good friend of mine shared his name with me. His name is, I think it's Xavier Omar? Omar? Xavier Omar, yeah. Blind Man, I, I think that's one of his popular songs. Blind Man, yes, oh, so he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those 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 are my like that's what's in my head. Those are the vibes I'm on right now. Oh, and uh, Georgia Smith, Georgia Smith, she is amazing. I want to see her live. Uh-huh. Yeah, Georgia Georgia Smith is definitely in heavy rotation, like on my Spotify account right now. Um, so yeah, Georgia Smith for sure. Um, Xavier Omar Mays go, and then when I need it, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> that's awesome, and I love, I love the, um, I love that's, the diversity there of like so many different vibes. That's because Thank we're not you. always in one mood, you know. Like you gotta listen to what you're feeling. <laughs> so. Uh, the final, and I feel like it's the hardest, but for some people, it's not hardest. Um, question is, what is, do you have like a um, a quote or like a piece of advice that you kind of live by or go back to when you need a boost? Okay, I, I've shared this before, um, and, and it still holds true because, because of the kind of work that I do personally. Um, never lie on stage, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know, on an actual stage performing in front of the audience. Like, I mean, the stage of life, um, especially for creatives, um, it, it it pays to know, you know, to consider the root and why, you know, your why, to understand your why, acknowledge your why, nurture your why, cultivate your why, and then and then move, move forward from there. But being honest with yourself first about your why um, is imperative to the success, I think, of, of any artist, of anyone, but artists specifically because I am an artist. Um, I make it a point to stay true to myself about, you know, um, where I stand even even today, you know, taking things one step at a time, being true about where I am mentally before I pursue any, before I pursue anything, um, because it will show, you know, and if, you, if you're, you know, if you're lying on stage, right, quote unquote stage, the stage of life, I, I think, 
you know, the, the people know, you know, your audience knows, quote unquote, your supporters know, your fans know, I, I like to call them supporters or family. Um, they know, I think. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's a, a, a dishonor or um, an insult even mm-hmm. to the people who, who pay to see, uh, and not even just monetarily pay, but invest time in reading about you. Even the people who choose to listen to this this interview that I'm doing with Meraki mentors, like those people who dig and 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 follow you and support you in that way, um, I think it's an insult to them if you if you aren't honest with them, if you aren't um, you know sharing your most authentic self with them. I personally, um, as well as I know everyone listening, can cannot thank you enough for being honest in your work and for sharing with us and even more so for um, being honest and sharing with us today because it means the world and I'm inspired by you myself. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Shanina Diana. Here's a quick reminder that this week, October 7th through the 13th is Mental Illness Awareness Week. And there's something that all of us at Meraki Mentors want you to know. There's a virus spreading across America. It harms the one in five Americans affected by mental health conditions. It shames them into silence, prevents them from seeking help, and in some cases, takes lives. What virus am I talking about? Stigma. Stigma against people with mental health conditions. But there's good news. Stigma is 100% curable. Compassion, empathy, and understanding are the antidote. Your voice can spread the cure. Join us and the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and together we can cure the stigma. For resources on mental health and stigma, visit nami.org or curestigma.org. And be sure to visit our website, MerakiMentorsPodcast.com, for an exclusive blog post on mental health, complete with facts, resources, and mythbusters to help you in the fight to cure the stigma. While you're at it, don't forget to rate or review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Meraki Mentors Podcast with Candace Howes. We're honored you chose to spend your time with us today. To learn more about today's guest or the podcast, visit MerakiMentorsPodcast.com. Don't forget to create and connect.